It depends upon what the meaning of the word is. This is Forward Thinking. I'm Isabella Melking. As robots and artificial intelligence play an all the more important role in our lives, should we be worried about how we want them to behave? Is it ethical for robots to lie to us? Philosopher of science, Alistair Isaac, thinks so. He argues that robots need to be able to lie to us in order to better interact with humans. Science communication student Alex Perry talks to Dr. Alistair Isaac about his recent paper published in the book Robot Ethics 2.0. I'm here with Dr. Isaac. Dr. Isaac has recently published a paper on whether it would be ethical for artificial intelligence to lie to us. Now, Dr. Isaac, I'm sure you're familiar with the work of Isaac Asimov, who wrote a number of science fiction stories made famous by the film iRobot in particular, about the ethics of robots and the idea that robots could be programmed to be ethical and good to humans. But in this context, you've suggested in your paper that it would be a useful feature for robots or artificial intelligence to be able to lie to us. Please, could you elaborate on that? Sure. Thank you very much, Alex. Yeah, so the paper is all about what sort of situation would need to obtain if we were to have robots that could interact with us socially, that we could treat as colleagues in some sense or interact with smoothly in the workplace. I think that realistically, robotics is quite a long way away from that, but it's the sort of thing we imagine happening someday in the relatively near future and that certainly we're actively striving towards um, in robot development. So it's interesting to think about what we would need in order for robots to interact smoothly with human beings in the workplace. And we argue that some ability to deceive, lie, say things that aren't strictly speaking true would be necessary in order for robots to interact socially because there's all kinds of expressions we use every day when we talk to each other that don't satisfy the strict requirements of truth. So things like hyperbole, for instance, if I say I could eat a horse, I don't literally mean I could eat a horse. Now, we normally don't think of that as an instance of lying or deception because we know that it's meant as hyperbole, and we're so familiar with these sorts of expressions that we don't bother to step outside and ask, are they literally true? But if you're thinking about getting an artificial agent to converse, the traditional way to think about how language works in this case is to first analyze what the literal truth of a statement is, and then think about what the broader implications are in terms of what you should say next, how you should act. And so insofar as things like hyperbole are the sorts of everyday conversational moves that we make with each other, we're going to need robots to say those sorts of things as well in order for us to be interacting with them just like we interact with other humans. Now, hyperbole is maybe an easy case, but in the office workplace, it is quite common for people to utter little white lies towards each other, to compliment a colleague perhaps on a new haircut, even if you don't actually like the new haircut. Um, Things go even deeper than that because there are often situations where One is forced to perhaps endorse a superior's decision, even though, strictly speaking, you don't agree with it. But by doing so, you're creating a sort of smoother overall decision-making process. And it may even allow you to, later on down the line, express disagreement on some issue that's more important. So in the paper, we're considering these ways in which different sorts of technically deceptive behavior promote an overall positive work environment. Coming back to Isaac Asimov and iRobot and the sorts of things Asimov talks about, 
Asimov has been treated as kind of a founding figure, I think, for the ethics of robotics because he did attempt to lay out what sorts of principles would we need robots to follow in order to ensure human beings are safe. Things like instilling in them the law not to harm other human beings, instilling in them some sort of law of self-preservation, asking how these two laws might interact. One of the things we discuss in the paper is that these laws address underlying goals and the robot's kind of surface behavior is generated in some sense by these underlying goals. And the point of the paper is to say, look, technically deceptive speech, for instances where you utter something and you know that it's false and you're trying to convince somebody maybe of it being false, the right way to think about that in the context of the ethics of robotics is not as having the status of being itself an underlying goal, but rather as being surface behavior of some sort that is going to be modulated by underlying goals. And if you're really worried about getting robots to behave ethically, what really matters is getting the underlying goals right, not stipulating some sort of surface behavior about lying. And in fact, the other way around, it may be that being able to lie is one of the things that's going to be necessary for us to interact smoothly with robots in the workplace. Thank you. Now, another aspect that's again, is of interest to science fiction writers, but also, I believe, in the philosophy department, is the capacity for evolution, Mm. that artificial intelligence can evolve, just as human behaviour has evolved. Do you see artificial intelligence having the capacity to evolve in the future, and could that be a problem for us? So... The possibility that artificial agents might evolve, and especially that they might evolve to be more intelligent than us, more powerful than us, is one of the scenarios that lots of people interested in robot ethics have worried about. It's a scenario that you see explored in all kinds of science fiction movies. This is what happens in The Matrix and Terminator 2, and it results in sort of terrible catastrophe. Is it a realistic possibility? In some sense, the answer is definitely yes, because all that's required for evolution to occur is that the conditions of natural selection be there. So if there are artificial agents that can reproduce themselves somehow and those reproductions can change in slight ways and there's some sort of competition amongst them for survival or something like this, then there will be evolution. Having said that, I think we're quite a long way away from actual robot evolution or actual evolution of artificial agents. The idea that robots can make other robots is certainly around because we use robots of one sort to make robots of other sorts on assembly lines when they're installing electronic equipment in your car for instance there's some sort of robot that's helping to do that but nothing that's approaching the level of human intelligence is around yet and there's no evidence that robots are able to reproduce other robots of greater intelligence than themselves yet this is something that people have argued about at a theoretical level whether or not it's possible I think that if you look at evolution in natural systems, it should definitely be possible because we evolved somehow. But that took a very, very long time. So yes, indeed. I think it's not something we need to be worried about in the short term. Okay. Well, thank you very much for agreeing to be interviewed today. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. If you'd like to know more about the robot ethics discussed in this podcast, follow the links on the Forward Thinking blog at forwardthinking.ppls.com. Ed.ac.uk. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes for more research, news and views from philosophy, psychology and language sciences here at the University of Edinburgh. It depends upon what the meaning of the word is. Yeah.